And Georgia so. I want to see. I want to see too. Do you know the name Gary Newman? No. We always want you to listen to the Who. Not just Quadrophenia. Y'all got any of that Rick and Morty episodes? Uh, we may have some carnage leakage. That would be good for raising awareness. Like, oh, I finally have enough experience to tell people to wash their hands. This podcast number is number 110. 110? Whew. And uh, we got a lot of stuff going on here. We are Projangers and Wallhangers Media Network. I am one Matthew Bugrill, the Matt Man. To my left, sitting with me, is Stephen Bucherell, Big Brother. And in the quarantine box, yet again, is Christopher Bristow, the old man. Kelly Collins, Twitchy Wilson will be joining us shortly. And uh, make sure you go hop on over there to pjnwh.com, where you can find all of our latest podcasts, like Sunday night's Lug Nuts. Uh, This Lug Nuts was entitled Jumpy Multispace The Dan. (laughs) <laughs> we look very excited to see a Persia there. Yeah, I, I figured that was a nice, uh, a nice little nod to Persia. Like you know, yeah. give them their moment in the sun, and then you'll find last week's Triforce podcast, abusing fairies, Jedi stuff, bitch. You'll notice there's a gap here, 108. That I forgot. That was my bad. I forgot to put that up there on the website, but you can find it right here where you can find our podcast, which is spoiler alert. Episode or episode, but podcast 108. Spoiler alert Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Man, we ended up finding uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot out there on Amazon Prime, and we had to take a watch. And then I had to, we had to comment on it, man. I remember seeing Jay and Silent Bob strike back in the theaters. Yeah. And Uh, it's it's funny that you went and did uh, and started watching that because um, I actually watched Dogma over the weekend. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was nice. So you can also that, that and that and uh, an evening with Kevin Smith. Okay, yeah, and he started. He had another episode of Schmodcast out there where he was kind of doing like a quarantary, a quarant, a quarantine. Ter- it was a quarantine doc, uh, like commentary on Jay and Silent Bob's uh, strike or reboot, rather. So you find all the, uh, uh, find out all about us, as well as contacting the team. Leave your name, email, and your message, and uh, on find us on all the so- all the social medias: Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, we uh, we do uh, want to point out that we are trying out here an uh, an advertiser. Yeah. Yes, an advertising. So we're trying out an advertiser as old man goes negative. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's a certain real estate developer, which you know, one uh, Caitlin. Yes. Yes. Caitlin Carezzi with the real estate team over there. We're going to be giving you a little shout out. Well, a shout out now, and then a little spot later on. So uh, obviously. For all your real estate needs. Yeah, man. We also want you to check out The Bop, the Black Opinionated Podcast with Matthew Kennedy, as well as Rip Studios. Find Rip Studios for all of your web developing needs, as well as The Light Skin Breakdown on Facebook. See Teddy Breakdown, all the latest in news. And tonight, in the nerdy news, Netflix tweets, Loki has an identity crisis, Reverse Plague Inc., job listing effect, a quarantine error for Sony... And Apocalypse War to End a Film Era. And much more on the Triforce Podcast. So we start off here 
with a little health warning. Obviously, there's a pandemic going on, and we want you to focus much like we want you to listen to, to the wealth, World Health Organization or WHO. We, we always want you to listen to the WHO, not just Quadrophenia. Um, <laughs> much like Activision, Blizzard, Riot Games, a whole bunch of game developers are urging everyone, stay home and play video games. They actually have a campaign going out right now called Play Apart Together. Hashtag Play Apart Together. You can uh, play apart together. Kind of like it sounds. So you see Riot Games getting in there. Play apart. Together. Together. Yeah. It sounds awkward. You know? Play apart. Like a peanut butter and cheese sandwich. It sounds awkward, but just give it a try. Okay. Find a girl that you dated. (laughs) (laughs) But we also go on to the nerdy news. This one I could not help but find amazing. IDW Publishing and Dark Horse Comics are coming together to put out Transformers vs. The Terminator. Hmm. In a limited, I'm actually intrigued about this one. In, in a limited miniseries comic. Um, here we see uh, one, of the com- one of the covers here. So the comic will be four-issue miniseries with the premiere issue having arrived on March 25th. Limited series storyline yeah. is set it takes place and you won't believe the year, Big Brother, nineteen eighty four. Really? Tip of the hat. Thank you, George Orwell. Um but this dystopian future is set in the world in the timeline 1984. A menacing race of super smart machines emerge from another timeline. And will the lone uh, android guardian, the T-800 series, be able to stop the disturbing dystopian future? So essentially, the story is pretty much saying that the T-800 is traveling back in time to wipe out all of the Cybertronians to stop this dystopian future from happening. Sounds exactly along the lines of a Terminator movie. And you're getting into comic, man. And what's really cool is uh, he's trying to beat the Decepticons, right? He's Who's just, not? He's just fucking up all of them, though. Here we see a good shot here of Megatron. Okay. Holding the, you know... The T-800 in his hand. Pretty fucking dope. Those are the splash pages that you really, you just get drawn into as a gamer. Art by Alex Mine. Uh, story, Tom Waltz, John Barber, David Minuet. I don't know. Marionette? Marionette. And okay. here we see they have the colored pages and the black and white. The colored pages just streams, screams out Terminator. Especially this splash page right here. Mm. You have an Autobot just in the center of a wrecked up, uh, you know, highway, and it really just kind of spells out the trouble that he's in here. And uh, where's the color page? Load up, please. Hmm? Well, and here you see him keep going on here, and he ends up getting a gun in his face, and that's when he sees the Decepticons here. It's always a good time, and everybody's having fun until the Decepticons go and point a gun in your face. Yeah. Yeah, it's typically how it goes. But I thought it was really cool that they added these first couple uh, pages of the comic in the premiere comic in the uh, article here because that's a comic I would buy. That's definitely some a series that I would follow, even if it's a limited series. Maybe that inspires enough fans to you know get behind it for them to keep going on a different kind of a uh, story plotline with it. Yeah, you never know. People love crossovers. Yes, they do. So I'm enjoying it. 
people love crossovers as well as they like sequels and spin-offs. The Seven Deadly Sins, the manga is slated to end uh, this week. We are still waiting for the new season of the anime in the West. Some of us have already seen it. But news is coming out here that the Seven Deadly Sins creator, uh, Nakaba Suzuki, told the publisher that he's developing a spin-off series known as The Four Knights of the Apocalypse, which follows a character named Tristan. So, all well and confirmed by the creator of Seven Deadly Sins. Nice spin-off. So, the spin-off is uh, going to follow the main character who acts as one of the Apocalypse horsemen. As the Seven Deadly Sins manga is ending, Suzuki revealed the new story would come out and uh, more Seven Deadly Sins stories will come out after the series ends. So maybe in this, they'll reference something from the Seven Deadly Sins and this all leading to an apocalypse. I don't know. We'll have to see. But especially when it's comic and anime and manga related, I always want to give you the little skinny on the hangdown. Much like this one. Next story here is Black Clover. They announced the first original anime arc. And for a lot of anime fans, when you hear anime only, it's a very, yeah. it's a very scary word. Because a lot of the anime is based off of the manga. And a lot of anime, typically, they stick more to the manga than we would see anything in like the comic realm. Marvel and all that. Mm-hmm. Marvel likes to take... A little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that to where, like, Black Clover has been from the book to the screen pretty well represented from the manga. And now, this is a way for Yuki Tabata, the person who created Black Clover, it's a way for him to give a little bit of space. So it's not necessarily filler and it's not necessarily bad because he's going to be involved in this anime-only arc. So you still have the creator involved in it. It's just giving a little space so it doesn't step on the heels of what he's writing in the manga. Which is what, honestly, a lot of anime that are popular, based off of a manga, have a problem with. Like okay. Magi. If you've ever checked out Magi on uh, Netflix. I have not yet. But that's a really good anime as well. A lot of stuff that it gets, starts to encroach up on the source material you're reading it off of, like uh, Walking Dead. And then it goes off in a different way, like Full Metal Alchemist did with Full Metal Alchemist, and then they went back after the manga was finished and did Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, more traditional to the story. So, in a way to pump, bump it off, not have like a bunch of filler episodes like Naruto, this is yeah. their way. Anime only, and I like the premise of it because Black Clover will move on with a six-month training arc in the Heart Kingdom. They're going against the Spade Kingdom. We've already seen the Diamond Kingdom. And now you have Heart and the Clover Kingdom. It's it's a, a card-playing deck. Okay. That's, you know, I thought that was kind of self-evident from the name Black Clover. But, you know. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> but you do have that, uh, you have that dynamic there. And it's a really good show about magic. And, uh, you know, everybody check it out. Black Clover fans, it's taken Japan by storm as well as the West. So this one, we were obviously watching this next story right before the podcast. But I'm ne- so glad that this show has got life. Yeah, after Netflix. That first season, after that second season, it's, it, it is an awesome show. I have to, it is. I have to binge watch it. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a fantastic show. And it's one of those shows Sean Ennis is watching, and he says, America! 
America. America to you, Sean. Netflix, and I'm sure Sean will like this as well, Castlevania, renewed for season four. Netflix tweets, hey, what are they gonna t- how are they going to tweet this? They had a whole little thing. Reply with a applause and you'll get this. Season four coming. Now, we do see this clip from season three, and it's featuring the Devil Forge Master Isaac peering through his magic mirror, and the words, season four is coming, with no details other than that. So, okay. people well, are saying... It's nice to know it's coming. Yeah, people are saying that based off of when they announced like season two, and when that came out, we're probably looking late 2021 for the fourth season of Castlevania. All right. But especially with how the third season ended, second season we're in, rewatching, and it's just a great anime through and through. So, yeah, take your time, make it well. Because that is really. Yeah, happen to have time on your hands. I gotta say, and you'll probably agree with me, <laughs> old man, that this is one of the driving life forces of, I think, the video game movie slash TV appeal right now. Because they look and see what Netflix did with this. Yeah, video game, movie, and like movie and series, uh, like television series, whether it was animated or live action, always had that that stigma. Like prior to like you know, we broke in the mold recently with Sonic, Detective Pikachu, Castlevania. Um, But I mean, I would love to see. You know, a Castlevania like the the anime style of a like a Zelda or yeah, or even oh yeah, that'd be great. Just saying, actually, like you can't. No matter what company you are, you can't put Super Mario Brothers in an animated or a live action movie form. It's just too. You know, I don't know about it, that. I don't know goofy. about that. I mean, yes, the John Leguizamo movie kind of sucked. It had the guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm sure you know his name. I do, but not off the top yeah, of Yeah, he head. played Mario, but it was a shitty he movie. He passed away, by the way. He oh, did, man. He insane. did. A th- we might have reported that? I don't know. He was a- Yes, we not did like report that. 10 years that. ago. No, he didn't die 10 years ago. It's like 10... Yeah, well, we're, it's 2020 really? now. Like, maybe 10 or ten or 7 years ago. The Force is strong with this one. Yes, Vader, yes. Yes, <laughs> What is thy bidding, my master? <laughs> we have a lot of news to get through, Lord Vader. <laughs> and Vader always, says you uh, underestimate the power of the dark side. Well, we don't underestimate the power of the Rick and Morty. And here we see Rick and Morty, Adult Swim surprise fans of Toonami with this five-minute Rick and Morty anime short. So it pretty much takes on the story of the Lone Wolf and Cub, which is a samurai, you know, uh, kind of well-known samurai's tale. Um, Here we see a parallel dimension Rick trying to escape with Morty. The Shogun sends his Rick ninja assassins after the Rick and enter the bloody confrontation here, which we'll just kind of skip up here. Really awesome, and I love what they did with the anime kind of flair to it. Uh, it really is akin to a lot of like the real bloody and gory anime that I've been getting into recently. That this looks awesome. Like uh, Drifters, I started watching Drifters on Hulu, as well as uh, one of the kind of harem esque ones is uh, Wise Man's Grandson. That one's on there okay. dubbed as well. Really good. I'm getting into both of those. 
as Rick chops off Rick's face, and you see like the deaf, dumb, mute Morty, and his badass wheelchair. <laughs> so life isn't uh, all bad. Very chillbillish. I love it. Yeah, yeah and as yeah. we see here, the fight does not go well for the Shogun. I don't think he's uh, going to have any of these guys on again. Especially since that just went into his frontal lobe. And he just stabbed him in the throat. So he's uh, being Rick, taking people out. Just doing Rick stuff. He's uh, Oh, here we see the, uh, the freak kind of uh, golem semi-boss style Morty. And he's stabbing him in the head. It's just all around Rick and Morty, like... Badassery. Yeah. And it really, honestly, has a lot of fans. Oh, this is like his... They throw, like, some psychedelic, uh, like, pebbles at him and shit. And he starts tripping balls. Um, <laughs> just like it. And then, this is the cool part, is that he's able to snap himself out of it. Morty's loving it. And he's looking a little Morty there. Hmm. And then he just starts being Rick and kicking ass and taking names. Even high. Off his ass. Okay. Boom. Slices them all in one anime go. And then he slices the flower right in the head. But that's no flower. Those are enemies. And he had a guitar. Because there was music playing, but we don't need that kind of copyrights. WTM72. And this is when he's uh, fighting out the Shogun. And they're all going through their badassery. This, uh, the classic anime moment of when they sling, get one shot like a samurai. Okay. <laughs> a little blood spurts out. And then back to him. And he's like, Mwahaha! Uh, uh, uh-oh. Wop! There goes my head. So, I see that as pure Rick and Morty fun. You know? He's walking away with his Morty, and the cub is safe. So, I see that as an awesome thing. Some people on the internet uh, did not. Uh, no, not the internet! Get your shit together and re- no. end a release date. No, really? You're starting to make me hate your show as the wait doesn't deserve what you showed us won the first five episodes. So people are mad about the episode split, but they told you they were going to do this. And they yeah. didn't tell you a release date. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, a lot of people are just like, you know, I could really use another Rick and Morty episode. Y'all got any of that Rick and Morty episodes? Like... A lot of people are fiending for it, man. And I just see that as, hey, they gave you this. Just appreciate what they gave us. And, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Like this one. Loki. The uh, showrunner for Loki, uh, Michael Waldron, was uh, sitting down and talking uh, to the Writers Panel podcast. So while Marvel has recently postponed production on films, all films and TV shows... Due to the pandemic, Loki showrunner started teasing some details. And he says, at the core of Loki will be about identity and destiny. He says, I think it's the struggle with identity. Who are you? Who do you want to be? You know, Tom Hiddleston has also previous, previously teased that Loki will face a new enemy threat that, unlike what we've seen before, and in the preview trailer that we saw the tease from in the Super Bowl, 
We saw uh, possibly a time authority, uh, time variant authority kind of being a presence in this show. So it's really just kind of up in the air, though, because we don't know when what's going on with these Disney Plus series. They paused all production, but Falcon Winter Soldier, which is supposed to debut in like August, they're not done yet. You also have, you know, uh, Black Widow being delayed. The rumors are saying that they're not going to be putting it out via streaming as that kind of a release. And, you know, you, you got a lot of stuff in the air here. Along the lines of this next story, they are trying to move forward where they can, though. Doctor Strange 2 is still going forward with pre-productions remotely due to the coronavirus shutdown. They are still saying that they're going to be on track for a June film date start. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously work from home, see how the virus goes, and if everybody does their part, it will quell and squash whatever is left of this. So that is a good thing. And this is good. Still work from home. A lot of people are still working from home. I was just talking with the wall janger Dan. He's working from home with his with his company and you know their their dates on deadlines have actually gotten pushed up. So there's a a lot of uh, there's a lot of different stuff going on there, um, but the Falcon Winter Soldier. I really hope that they do get their shit together with that one, and they finish up at least they could do like what they did with TV in like you know regular TV time. They didn't have the season finale shot when the premiere came out. Yeah, yeah. So they still yeah. had a little time. Mm-hmm. I think that could be something that we could do as well. So we'll have to see how they're going to get through this. Um, Doctor Strange 2, I'm still chopping at the bit because it's supposed to be the keystone of the Phase 4. Yeah. Now, Venom 2, we may have some carnage leakage. Some photos showing a possible carnage hand behind a grate. Looking pretty vicious, pretty gnarly. Or... The other one could be a smudge. It could be a smudge on the lens. It could be something else. People have pretty much posed this this image as fake. Pretty much just looks like, uh, they're saying it looks like something Bad from Resident C- Evil Extinction. Bad CGI. Yeah, and I would hope it doesn't end off like that CGI-wise. But yeah, they're saying Tyrant from Resident Evil Extinction. That's where that picture came from. I haven't seen it. Did you see Extinction? He's muted. Oh, you're muted. No, I did not see it. I refused to see it. I was not. Uh, I was not impressed to even download it for free. Wow, that's saying something about mm. movie. He wouldn't even watch it for free. Ooh. No, I will not even watch it for free. But regardless if that one's real or not, I like that look for uh, you know for Cletus Cassidy. On Woody Harrelson. I like the hairdo. I like the yeah. bright colors. That's very Cletus yeah. from the comics, man. That's looking that's looking like a good movie right there. Which I guess I still I still have to see Venom. But I may just do watch Venom, then go see Venom too, get the whole experience out in one go and try to enjoy the experience like that. Because they're putting All a right. lot of thought into this movie and I'm really excited and it doesn't look like it's gonna be post you know, being really held up by it. Hollywood's still kind of holding their their cap firm saying, no, everything's going to come out fine. And then we go to our sponsor. 
Are you looking to buy a home? Don't know where to begin? Let me point you to Caitlin with the Anne-Marie... Carezzi? Carezzi Real Estate Team. Located at 1400 North Providence Road, Building 2, Suite 1000, Media PA, 19063. Caitlin, Delco native, loves what she does as a realtor. She specializes in assisting first-time home buyers who aren't sure where to start. Uh, relishing in the excitement that comes with walking them step-by-step through the process of becoming a homeowner. As a local real estate team, our local real estate team, Caitlin and her team are licensed in PA, New Jersey, and Delaware. Uh, They work with the buyers and sellers and would love to help with any and all your real estate needs. Go ahead and find her at ccarezzi.kw.com which is where we are here. You can also hop on kw.com and find your dream home today. Because even a gamer needs a place to game. That is true. So visit her and find your new dream home. And uh, we're going on with the news. We have uh, a little bit of a pandemic happening, but that doesn't mean the original pandemic game is done evolving. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, Endemic Creations, they made Plague Inc., and they're also making a new game mode, which is going to allow players to attempt to stop a global pandemic rather than cause one. So, unknown how this is going to be completely, you know, different, uh, different setup and functioning outside of, you know, Plague Inc., how it will be incorporated... But they are saying that they're working on this. They have four abilities uh, that they mentioned in the post, uh, which are disease or triage, determining the order of medical treatment based on the patient's severity, initiating quarantine p- policies, instituting social distancing, and controlling the ability uh, availability of public services. The up-to-date uh, up-to-date mode will be free, and it will. Uh, hit you as soon as it can. Uh, may help you pass some time during the quarantine. The developer has also made donations to help fight the COVID-19 pandemic, totaling at uh, $250,000. <laughs> so the new game mode will not be available in China because the government oh, has shit. chosen to ban the game. Okay. Well, the original was good. I'm sure this one will be just as good. Yeah, man. It's just kind of taking it the reverse side, but it would be good for raising awareness. Like, oh, I finally have enough experience to tell people to wash their hands. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see how that one turns out. But uh, I like like what they're going with that one. I like what they're going with that one. Valve just released uh, Half-Life Alyx. And supposedly, very successful launch, great people, it's a great game, great VR, but Valve isn't done yet. They said, hold my beer. Collaborating now with Microsoft and HP to develop a new VR headset. Okay. So, the new... uh, New headset, nothing's known about it. No price uh, price point, release date, tech specs uh, have been made available, but... I mean, you got to say that they're focusing on VR, especially with uh, Valve uh, and or Steam and HP.com putting out on their website that they uh, they're working on the next gen HP VR headset. 
the new page. You can find that at hp.com and Steam's website. Companies expect the new headset to set a new standard in VR and deliver a more comfortable and compatible VR experience than previous generations. Okay. I'm, I'm quite, um, you know, now is the perfect time to be exploring the VR, especially with the, the state of the world as it is right now because of is there something going, going on, on in the world. Well, that's the thing. Uh, even, even Valve, the Valve Index... That's like a thousand dollars if you want to get that headset. It does come with a free uh, a free Half Life Alex copy though. Oh, and a Taiwanese yeah. woman who will oh. give you a very special massage. What is that on? <laughs> Steam. Uh. But it's just not the same without. I mean, look, here. they got to go the lines that Oculus is going and get a nice high end version. Yeah, but get that. Get that mobile unit, man. Get that VR to people who can really, really want to use it. Because that's when we're going to start to see a shift over to that or over to the next bit for entertainment. It just makes it makes me sad that, you know, when VR was coming of age, you know, a lot more investment wasn't done on it when it, like, was the first and second years. Because we would have been paying dividends for especially now. Um, oh, yeah. You know, with with the, the whole COVID-19 going on. So, yeah, uh, I, I wish, I wish you had the technology know. in the nineties. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of things but, were I mean, better it, in the nineties. It's like, it's like the other conversation that Matt and I were having about the connect and, and the yes. PlayStation move and, and those things, like what if they didn't end support, they would have been, they would have been basking in the glory right now because of those games still being, you know, playable. Yeah. And keeping kids active, keeping the parents active. And, well, sir, you know. you're forgetting the Nintendo Ring. But yeah. it's still useful now. <laughs> it's still useful now. You know? Yeah. I, like, want the, I want the old Nintendo Power Glove, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Power oh. Glove. Telling you, get a couple of the people from the modding community on it. They're fabricators. They'll get that. They'll get that. You know, as, at least as like an accessory. It'll be up on Etsy for a couple days before Nintendo takes it down. <laughs> yeah. Soldier boy. So, <laughs> this soldier might be enlisting in the uh, the army again, according to a job listing, which is a possible Mass Effect 4. So, the story goes on to say that the Bioware job listing was posted up thinking that uh, some of, some people think it's that new Mass Effect game for the franchise. The job listing is for a technical art director to join its uh, Edmonton candidate uh, location. In the listing, Bioware mentions the applicant will work on Bioware's quote-unquote most prestigious franchises. Going on to say that you'll be the most senior engineer lead in the next major title of Bioware's most prestigious franchises and a contributing leader to Bioware Studios' strategy. So, some believe this could mean a new Mass Effect or possibly Dragon Age 4. Who knows? But hmm. they already said that Dragon Age 4 was well underway. So, if they're doing this kind of job listing, I would imagine yeah. that this is just them fishing out for that right guy to help them cohesively put everything together in a technical aspect for that game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it does say franchises, so it's probably, hey, we'll have you start off finishing up, polishing up some stuff in, you know, Dragon Age 4, 
then we'll have you move on over to Mass Effect. Yeah, I mean, it's, we want Mass Effect to actually return to its glory days and not uh, not um, <coughs> Andromeda. But um, yeah, but I think I want to hope. I will say that they have learned from the dismal uh, success that Andromeda did. That they know they have to capture that Mass Effect One, Mass Effect Two, Lightning in a Bottle. Even the gameplay features but for Mass Effect them. Three was not bad. Yeah, it was good gameplay features. But, but so here's, the ending here's, the, here's the kicker, though. This console generation, we have only seen one good game from Bioware, and that was Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and even some people that, that, were still on the fence about that one. I didn't play. I, I yeah, I didn't play. I, I played the first it, it one. Is a, a, it's, I mean, it's a Bioware game for what for you know. It's a Dragon Age game that is actually true to Dragon Age uh, Origins. I'll have to With check that, that one stuff, out. It is a it is a you know I'm just going to go and do you got to treat that game as an MMO. That's for stars. But okay, that makes sense. If you treat it like an MMO, you can go through it. This this console generation, we've had failure after failure after failure with, and the only thing that was actually saving Bioware is actually Star Wars: Old Republic because yeah, it's ain't this year. that a bitch? The game <laughs> that when that it came out, I refused to watch. I refused to play the Old Republic when it came out because I was like, man, that's not Kotar three. But then I played it and I was like, oh, this is better. <laughs> no, that game is officially eight years old now. So, yeah. you know, you have to you have to put things into perspective. We had a failure of Andromeda, and the only thing that they gave you know they gave on Bioware's uh, or Mass Effect's ten year anniversary was an HD pack for Andromeda for the Xbox One X. That was it. Woo! Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not not the squiggly eye that came with Andromeda, yeah. or the or the faces, but like you know, so Andromeda failed. It did. Anthem failed. Yeah. So, and you know, Anthem's that, new, so they can't be talking about Anthem. Yeah. They said most prestigious, not yeah. stuff we hope will be prestigious in the future if people come back and pay us attention, like you know, I don't know, an old war, World War. To that, you know, nobody's going to pay attention to you besides on veterans. Only seen, Sadly, you've only seen, like you've only seen studios that actually, you know, that actually done it right were the ones that actually did remakes. Yeah, all that, that this this whole console generation was very few in very few IPs and mostly remakes. Yeah, it was. And it's unfortunate. So, uh, but but the only really success, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Well, you can also put Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. That was a revolutionary game, and even still, you know, we did get, like, we got Dark Souls 3 this console generation. Yeah, but it wasn't, Mm. you know, you knew what you were getting into with Dark Souls 3, so, you know, you knew, like, you knew Demon Souls and Dark Souls 1 and 2, you knew what to expect with Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Sorry, but you like, the Order 1886, that was a failed IP from Sony. Like, all these console generations, even though they sold well, they're still considered failures. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me that you don't consider Fallout 76 a success? How dare um, you, sir? I thought I knew you. In other words, 
In the words of the Tiger King, fuck Carol Basket. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I gotta imagine that somebody at Bioware still has a head on their shoulders and sees that, you know, the building is on fire and they need to put out something good, like now. So, I mean, talking about disappointing things, we'll go on to this one. Sony is slowing down PS4 download speeds worldwide, not just in mm. Europe. It started in Europe. Yeah, I'm not surprised with this, because it's like you got everybody's home. Yeah. So... Everybody's using their internet. They're yeah. using it for work. They're using it for for you know teleconferencing. And you know, Zoom took a big uptick in in conference calls with families trying to stay connected together. I eat my wife in the dining room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them we said hi. Thanks for liking the podcast. <laughs> but I mean, with with PlayStation, obviously you got to do something to limit that bandwidth. To keep up with this stress on the PlayStation's, you know, with the internet, stress on the internet. You just go back to old school days and download your shit in the overnight hours, so you'd be good. And they said single player games were dead. <laughs> Skyrim's always got a horrible dragon infestation if you're looking for something to do. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Gotta kill those dragons somehow. I've been playing uh, not only uh, Borderlands 3. I've been well in my way on that and enjoying the fuck out of that. I've also been watching uh, or playing State of Decay 2. I hopped in, they did the Juggernaut Edition, started a new civilization or new community because they said they changed the tutorial and I wanted to see everything. Really good. Really great game. Good, you know, single player games that you can play by yourself and lose hours hours and hours hours on the day. And quarantine will go by like nothing. Four days on days. So like our first story, stay in the game. I revisited uh, Diablo 3 on the PC, so good season 20. Yeah, now I've been going through the I've been going through the library on Steam, saying, eh, "What do I want to play?" Because I wanted a good, uh, I wanted a good game. That's why I hopped on State of Decay. I want a good. Let me have enough stuff that I can just loot through an entire area. You know, I didn't want to just hop back onto Witcher Three, so hopping in on State of Decay was great because it just gives you that like uh, Knights of Amalur. That game was an awesome RPG, yeah. and you could just spend. Hours just going through combing every inch of the levels and you know, areas that you were in. It was a really great game. So I was looking for something along the lines of that. So I got that itch scratched with State of Decay. Yeah, you'll have to send me a link to your civilization and we can play together. Hey, hey, Crosshair. Um, but one thing going on with Sony here is they do not expect any notable impact by coronavirus on the PS5 launch. Really? No, they don't. When is it coming out? They don't acknowledge it at all. They're not saying. Oh, that's why they're not acknowledging it. We won't tell you when we're going to release it, but it's not going to impact us. Hashtag not my virus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, well, you know what? That's not my problem. It's coming this holiday season. I didn't say it wasn't New Year's Eve. I I didn't say which holiday season, (laughs) did we? Uh, Arbor Day, here we come. Black Friday. I mean, they Black said this holiday season. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. You got <laughs> yeah. make sure you put lots of rose petals in your pockets um, or posies. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah, posies and salt. 
But he sat down. Uh, one of the PlayStation um, PR people sat down with Bloomberg, uh, and their spokesperson said they don't see a notable impact on this on PS5's launch. And one thing I also saw is that uh, GameStop CEO George uh, George Sherman recently said that he hasn't seen any indication from PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X that those uh, consoles are going to be delayed at all because uh, of the virus. And you mm. know, Sony won't tell us when they're releasing it, but they really have no problem. And recently, I neglected to put this part out of the news, but uh, AMD had a bit of a hacking issue. Hmm. The hacker went in and stole some source code that isn't well known oh. to everybody. Oh. And he ransomed it for $100 million. How? Now, some of this source code is reportedly linked to the Xbox Series X graphics. But you know what What AMD said? Yeah, we're really, we're really not worried about that. Oh. So... You're not going to get your $100 million, buddy. I'm sorry. If you really thought that was going to happen... They don't, and he said, cares. well, if I don't get my ransom, then I'm just going to put it on the internet. And apparently, AMD doesn't give a fuck, so go ahead. Yeah, go for it, pal. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> oh, I'll give you $100 million. No. No. I'll put it on the internet. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Yeah, companies, companies are getting savvy now where they put, they put uh, a, like a false... False positive servers where people get in and they think that they're actually still incredible data. Yeah, that that is an actual ploy now. I believe it. I, be, I believe it, man. That's definitely uh, it's definitely a tactic. But <laughs> AMD was like, "You got what? Ah, I don't care." Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> I just did that, didn't I? I hit that button. Oh, good. No, quantum error. Was no error on my part, but there is a quantum <laughs> error, which is being released with the PlayStation 5 whenever they may eventually decide to release it. We're not telling. Well, I'm going to talk about it anyway. Okay. So, quantum error really get from this trailer, man, it really gives me those... So, it really gives me those, those dead space... Like alien colonial marines kind of vibe. It's it's really kind of they're setting the da da da. Here we go. Yeah, Earth twenty one oh nine. Obviously, a lot of water. Lots of water. So Team Kill Media presents uh, Quantum Error. Uh, this is the studio behind Kings of Lorne, The Fall of Ibris. It's available for PC and PS four. Apparently, you haven't heard it because it did not do well at all. That's why I didn't hear about so it. So it Or cap- anybody else, apparently. It failed to captivate fans and critics alike with mixed reviews. Now, that shouldn't uh, turn you off on it, because this gameplay right here, I don't give a fuck what you did before, as long as you get this right. First-person shooter, horror experience, in that sci-fi realm, and it very much keeps you on the tip of your toes. You see, we see him here backing down a hallway, with the trusty shotgun and light, seeing a little spider creature crawl around your legs, which looks this like is a season. Yeah, a giant, fucking, disgusting space tick. Yes, it is space tick. Yeah, space tick. It'll give you space. Lyme yeah, don't disease. Don't those words together, please. <laughs> space Lyme disease. Just like you, see, you know, the space gorilla's got the space Lyme disease. Space gorilla's on the moon. Yeah. 
They're still fighting that horrible war on the moon. <laughs> no relief from the coronavirus. Did, did the the uh, alien? You know what game did the uh, the the horror survival like really like thriller type of game? Well, Alien Isolation. I will okay. say that okay. because you, you you had to escape from a mother alien on a derelict ship. And then we see that like these cool. kind of like zombie whatevers come barreling at you at the end here. Whole bunch of you know, so you kind of got like that zombies in space and you know space ticks and zombies. I don't know if that's a very pleasant thought. Title of the podcast: <laughs> Space ticks and zombies. Does this? So would the zombie get Lyme disease? Zombie. I don't think it would matter. I don't think it would matter. The zombie's already dead, so he doesn't care. He doesn't care about small. No beating heart, but you can check out my beating heart when Quantum Error comes out to scare the pants off of me. Oh, my beating heart space picks. (laughs) So it's coming out on PlayStation, man. You can go to their website, quantum-error.com, for more information on this game. So, first PS5 horror game that's been attached there. We know that Godfall's coming out with this as well. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, I think we got a good couple titles here that we can get excited for because it's also being released for the PS4 as well. Okay. So, if you're frugal and you don't want to spend that money yet, you don't have to. Now, I hopped on, uh, on this game a little bit late when it came out in 2017. But Nier celebrates a 10-year anniversary with a remastered edition of Nier Replicant. So with this, uh, with this game, the Nier series is really great. Dystopian future. It's an offshoot, a spinoff of a Drakengard franchise. And it spawned a sequel, Nier Automata, on the PS4 and PC in 2017, later on in Xbox One, but nobody cares about that. So, they're just, there's nothing really juicy in here. They're just kind of setting up, you know, the story. I think setting you get the world. into, yeah, they're setting up the world. It's, but this is the, the title. Now, the title is what really is interesting. The remastered game is version, near replicant version 1.22474487139. Remember that. Bless you. Now, this is launching on... Oh, okay, that. Oh, well, makes so much more sense. It's launching on PS4, Steam, and Xbox One, but it was originally a Japanese-only title for the PS3, while Westerners and Xbox 360 owners in Japan got a different titled version. It was called uh, Near Gastalt. uh, There is also this now coming out, so the West will get the full... Japanese kind of version of that game, and they're not stopping there. This trailer is pretty much just setting up the scene with uh, what is going to be the uh, mobile game for Nier. It's called Nier Reincarnation. It's going to come out for Android and iOS. Little is known besides this scene setting uh, scene setting trailer, and uh, it's going to be free to play, obviously with some microtransactions, but. Free to play, near game, on your phone. You don't have to go anywhere, man. I love it when titles like this are taking an original story, putting it on a phone. Black Desert Online has a mobile version I logged on to. It's great. 
You know, there's a lot of different games that are giving you this really decent experience on your phone because the phones are getting better and better. So you got to imagine that the mobile market is going to keep on getting great titles like this. So imagine you may get some platforming, some interesting, you know, viewscapes and stuff, but really, uh, really solid stuff, man. And uh, until I played Nier Automata, I... I didn't know anything about these game series. I wasn't a big JRPG guy, but they are just addictive. Awesome. Okay. So, Nier Reincarnation. near you. Yeah, Nier Reincarnation coming to your phone, produced by Square Enix. They do good stuff. They do good stuff. This person right here in this next story does great stuff. Do you know the name Gary Newman? No. Well, a lot of the PC Master Race does because this man created the glorious game that is known as Gmod or Gary's Mod. And he took <laughs> to a very cheeky Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, announcement here. Nobody else would have done it like this, and I absolutely love that uh, he did do it like this, but he announced it in a meme. So, the distracted boyfriend meme, it's uh, me, everything, the girl looking back at the boyfriend, and right on the hot chick is making Gmod 2. Now, that's how you announce a game. Especially for Gmod. How many many hours have you wasted in Gmod, old man? I actually have not played Gmod. Really? I've never played it either. I've seen videos. I haven't played it. I haven't I even seen videos. Love Gmod, man. Back before we got a Attack on Titan game, it was actually a small game in Gmod. Because Gmod, hmm. if you don't know, Gary's Mod is a mod-focused sandbox game uh, which allows the users to use its physics-based sandbox to create an array of small creative games and machinima. So, of course, much like I, I keep... You know, blowing the modding community, the machina. Yeah, machinima, machinima, machina. machina. Eh, I like machinima. machina. But great stuff comes out of this, especially with the modding community. A lot of stuff can be done with Gary's mod now. Maybe they'll have Valve Source Two Engine and you know some virtual reality toolkits that they can work with on this as well. But I gotta say that Gary's mod two is probably going to be just as great as the original. Because you could hop into a Star Wars lobby, you could hop into any number of different themed, because the modding community, with like Half-Life and other you know, games in this engine they can use, they can create whatever Ooh. you want. So, much like in Dreams, people are creating different games uh, on the PlayStation game Dreams. They're creating, I saw one guy created uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. In dreams, and I saw that all the all the fucking powers and stuff. That's got to take a lot of time. I gotta imagine. Yeah, yeah. Someone hire that guy. You know, like that's got to that, that. That's what I'm saying with the modding community. It's really impressive sometimes with what they actually get done. So I can't wait for Gmod Two Electric Boogaloo bringing it out. I thought we were going to retire that. Nah, thing. man. Dust That's it nice. off. <clears throat> Make it look good. Dust it off there. 
So, uh, my last story I have here for you just popped off today, but the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War movie, the animated feature that we announced a couple podcasts ago, well, it's set to be the final film in the DC animated movie universe. So, pretty much the thing here is that according to comicbook.com, the film will serve as the 15th and final film Continuity-wise. Yeah, getting some massive reverb from that Skype mic. Yeah, I gotta think of something different new to do with that. Thank you for watching and tuning in, Doug Miller. 5D1 Gaming. Our uh, Perjangas and Wallhangers Love Balloon fam always uh, commenting out there and letting us know. So, Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War. We have the trailer right here we could play. Why not? Not with the sound. Uh, after that, that looks like a football game. Yeah, after that advertisement. I thought you were talking about DC. Has DC gotten into football now? From Skype audio and the local audio. Um, DC has not gotten into football now. But we see here the uh, the Justice League Dark trailer. Oh, cool. Um, you're getting all the, all the different kind of favorite superheroes that you like. But it started off with Flashpoint. Um, it was released back in 2013. Jay Olivia's... Justice League Flashpoint Paradox kicked off this whole continuity with all of these movies. You've gotten um, uh, Justice League Dark, as long, which this is the sequel to. You also got uh, Son of Batman, um, I be, uh, Superman and the Red Sun. You've gotten a lot of all these movies. You've gotten a lot of really great continuity because all these voice actors keep coming back and getting into great you know, uh, shenanigans. So this is going to be the last one. Now they aren't specifying whether this is just, you know, going to be the last of what they're going to be doing continuity-wise, or if it's uh, going to be end up being, you know, they're just going to do standalone films from here on out, or if they're just going to start a whole other continuity. They're just going to, you know, do like a new fifty-two lineup. Snap! Yeah, everything restart. Fifty-two that aren't actually new. I would imagine that they're just going to kind of reboot it, but I would like to see some one-off series happen. You yeah. know, some stuff that you want to see. Like, that's how we got the uh, Batman Beyond movie with the Joker coming back. So, that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. I, I loved... I love all the animated Justice League movies, and this was the really the place where DC shines. They take the time to really put that nice icing on the top of their mm -hmm. animated films and it's not the end of it. They're going to continue to do more uh, animated films. It's just the end of this continuity line. Okay. Like the end of this podcast. So, we end off the podcast every week the same way with a thought Your experiment. Klondike bar. Well, yeah, but no, but oh. later. But a thought experiment. And this thought experiment, I How like to call... What do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> Go to the <laughs> fridge and get one. Because there's a lot, because there's no popsicles uh, at all yeah. in, the, in the grocery I've stores. Sandwich. Yeah. So my thought experiment this week is not versus, but what if? Stroking my beard. Um, what if you could make a, a horror movie into a game? What horror movie or TV series would you pick, and why? So poltergeist. Poltergeist. Okay. Okay, Poltergeist game. Um, 
I mean, as far as the horror, I mean, you could do the ring, but they kind of already did that, didn't they? Yes. And again, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Oh, Pet Cemetery. Good lord. Um, Link, don't lick me like that after he said that. Um, tasting me, tasting my flesh. I will eat you later. <laughs> but um, I mean, for like a good horror, I mean, give me like a Chucky as a mobile game. Chucky mobile game? Yeah. As a mobile game, that's what I was thinking. Where you're either Chucky or you gotta escape Chucky and Or even like a paranormal activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did that one though. If you did like paranormal paranormal activity, take in like a telltale game. That I think that would be kinda cool. Yeah, you're already getting that with the you know with paranormal activity. It's already it's just a story. Uh, yeah. If you really wanted to do like a comedy spoof horror, like do any any one of the scary movies and make that a, a comedy horror video. Oh my god, that could be awesome! Like the Deadpool game, that could be the comedy yeah, horror like Deadpool game. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be great. And it's just a whole bunch of just mockery and satire. But that would be kind of cool. But even like a like, bring it back, man. What would you? Uh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the only reason why. But that would kind of be like that. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that was already that is, done. That is Friday the Thirteenth. And dead, dead by Daylight. So they did kind of do all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth. The, the the recent Friday the Thirteenth for the for for all the systems that was really good. And you know uh, who was involved with that? Joe. Joe Palladino Joe. worked with Elphonic. It's on Joe his site, Rip Studios. Yeah, it's um, on his site. No, let's stop. Trying to think, like, you know, recent horror movies, like Get Out, that would be a good one. Wow, yeah. What was that, that evil Superman one we saw? Brightburn? Yes, Brightburn. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. That would be really creepy if you did, like, a, um, a Brightburn... But you could also have like the different kind of Justice League heroes in that mindset, to where you could have like a fucked up Batman. You could have like a fucked up Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. And just terrorizing that world. Oh yeah, you could have or a whole, uh, uh, the Batman who laughs. Yeah, you could do that. What about? Uh, ooh. Um, now, I'm trying to think of. I mean, we already seen a Freddy Krueger. We already seen a Jason. Um, I'm still going with Poltergeist because that was like that was that was some scary shit back in eighties and in, in the eighties. Like Stigmata, the Stigmata, anything in the eighties, then. Yeah, yeah. Let alone Hellraiser. Hellraiser, the game. Yes, yes, that would have been a good one. You know, to, to, to go against uh, Pinhead. Um, I, I like that. I like the I like the Hellraiser. Yeah. Killer Clown from Outer Space. You think of the, the, the Mad Max game went from a movie to a game really well. It did. And it really it transferred over. That was well. a, that was a, re- game. That just, that that was a nice sleeper game, too. That was a really good yeah, game. You didn't th- you expected it to suck. But it was really good. Yeah. Same same engine of Mordor, so okay. Shadow that's that's why. Yeah, yep. reason why it transferred so well. 
So I'm still sticking with Chucky. You're going Hellraiser, and we got a poltergeist. So that's a good end segment right there. And let us know, loyal listeners, what your pick would be for a horror game that would be turned into a, a horror movie that would be turned into a video game. And uh, let us know if you have anything luggy and nutty to say, any kind of weird car things that happen to you. Hop on over to pjnwh.com. Click on Contact Us. Let us know the crazy, lug-nutty situation that happened to you, as well as any kind of podcast ideas you may have. Maybe you want to be part of the PJ and WH Love Balloon. That's a great idea. Just hop right over there and let us know. Oh, I got a, I got another one for that end segment, Candyman. Ah, uh, okay. Ooh. Or Candy- Final Destination. That was a good one, too. Okay. Yeah, you could be uh, death. Trying, trying to avoid death, you know. That'd be nice. A nice protagonist we all try to avoid. Death. So uh, we always end off with the thank yous. We want to thank you, Amanda Miller, for liking last week's Triforce podcast, number 107, Abusing Fairies, Jedi Stuff, Bitch! And <laughs> Cross Up, like Podcast 106, Lug Nuts, Ludicrous Speed, Butt Plug Shifter Option. And, of course, we want to thank Kevin, Moy, and Bob, as well as Caitlin over at our new real estate uh advertiser and uh, we want everybody to go to kw.com and find the dream home that you deserve because every gamer needs a place to game and uh, until next week boys and girls I think that's pretty much it that is all we have for you today lots of stuff working in the pipeline we'll get a lot more people in the quarantine box over here with uh, one Christopher Bristow I've been been in contact with Mark from the game and DVD exchange she is uh Taking care of the moms, uh, you know. More shout out and love to him. Um, you know, and we're eagerly awaiting when everything is going to be coming back, and um, we'll be able to facilitate everything that he needs. You know, with within reason. Um, but uh, you know, we, we're just we're we're surviving and we're adapting just like anybody else is during yep. this time. So absolutely, adapt and overcome. And as uh, a little podcast buddy pops into the picture here, Connor. We're going to end off this podcast, as we always do, with a long drawn out goodbye. I am one Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. To my left is Stephen Bucarell, big brother. In the penalty box is Christopher Bristow, the old man, and Connor Bristow, my one punch buddy. <laughs> so one punch. I am you gotta, Yeah, he has to wear the headphones. One punch! One punch! <laughs> and, of course, behind the penalty box, one Link Diablo, Hero Time. This is Pridrangus Wallhangers Media Network Production Podcast 110, and we want to see you all next week. I am Matthew Bucherill, the Matt Man. As always, game on, boys and girls! We'll see you next time. Bye-bye! It's always a good time, and everybody's having fun until the Decepticons go and point a gun in your face. Ooh. He wouldn't even watch it for free. Ooh. Great people, it's a great game, great VR, but Valve isn't done yet. They said, hold my beer. Giant fucking disgusting space tick. Yes, it is space tick. Yeah. Pet cemetery. Yeah. Oh, pet cemetery. Good lord. Um, like, don't look me like that after he said that. Pizza. 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 Oh, I thought I was meeting you. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, we were watching Castlevania. We were just making a joke telling you to come back in 16 minutes when we were done. (laughs) Well, too bad I didn't hear it, so...
Well, you just did, and you just left, so you just, uh, you know, verified what we were going to say anyway, so there you go. So, I'm ready to go live if you are. Kids are home. Is that code for something? Uh, we got to end it. Shutting it off. Shutting it off. Connor! So, as uh, we see here on the screen, I will move this over here. We'll do a little end segment for the, uh, for the video. So, what we can do here is, Connor, I want you to say, like and subscribe the video and point towards your dad's face. Okay? Point towards your Yeah. And say, like and subscribe the video. Like and subscribe the video. And then point. <laughs> so you can always... Uh, you, got, you got beckoned. <laughs> okay. Well, balljangers, we thank you. You can like and subscribe the video right here on my Perjanger head. Boop. You can find the other podcast for the Triforce podcast right there, as well as the best podcast for you right here on the playlist. Thank you all for watching. And from us and Connor, one punch. Bye. <laughs>